That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. If you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me is my friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today? Have you done your weekly review? And what's your inbox looking like? Hi, James. I am doing great. Um, even though my voice may not sound it, I feel like I'm pretty much over all that uh, convention crud that I got without even going to a convention. And I have done my weekly review, and my inbox is at 59. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I was shooting for zero, but, you know, you get into your inbox and you think, I want to just answer the following things, and the next thing you know, your time has flown by. Yes, you think, oh, this will just be two minutes to answer this email, and then it's ten minutes later. You're like, that was not two minutes. Um, And uh, I'm doing all right. Also, um, I have not gotten to a weekly review Um and my inbox is higher than it usually is. It's at 117. Wow. Wait, did I? You did. did. I, you have a. <gasps> Ta da! <laughs> I have fewer um, emails in my inbox than you, James. That is true. I'm excited about that, even though I'm not competitive. And we are, of <laughs> course, friends. Of course. And we're helping each other, not competing with each other. But that's, I guess it's just, you know, it's so unusual <laughs> that I'm excited about it. But Well, yes, I have to, um, as we talked over the last couple of weeks, uh, life has thrown us each a few curveballs. Um, so for me, I've been kind of my emails been in triage mode where I just scan what comes in and. Um, which is reverting back to old bad habits. Um, so I will endeavor to improve. <laughs> uh, well, as I like to say, it's better than 100,000. That's true. And this time last year, that's about where I was. So that's that's quite – that's an improvement of orders upon orders of magnitude. So. <laughs> I can't feel too bad. Don't feel bad. Um, and I thought this week we might talk a little bit about um, collections. People like to collect things, but then we also want to declutter. And it seems like collections, collecting things and decluttering seem to be at odds with each other. And... Um, Wanted to talk to you if there are any things you collect and talk a little bit about something I collect. And um, maybe listeners have uh, ways that they keep things decluttered while still collecting a few things that they love. So hopefully we'll hear from some folks. Anyway, uh, should I start with asking you um, if there are things that you collect, Jean? Uh, sure. I am... Not a collector, at least you know, in my mind of of collectible things. I certainly am a collector of 
uh, clutter <laughs> and uh, um, unanswered email and things like that. Um, I would consider myself a collector of guinea pigs because I have two, but I and I think how it, nice it would be to have three or more, but um, each guinea pig adds a complication and workload that I really don't need in my life right now. Uh, but one thing, I, there's one thing that I collect right now, and that is um, an author, and her name is Jean, yes, Jean Stafford, that's her name. Um, I collect jeans, I guess that's really <laughs> what it is. I, um, yeah, let me, so there's one thing that I collect in physical form, um, and it is novels by an author named Jean Stafford, which uh, intrigued me. She was a, um, she's a Pulitzer Prize winner for fiction. Um, back in 1970, she was born in the West in California in 1915 and then grew up in Colorado and eventually was married to Robert Lowell, the poet. Mm-hmm. And she actually studied in Germany in the 30s, <laughs> so uh, and I studied Germany in the 30s. But the main reason I'm interested in her, of course, is that her name is Jean, and that piqued, that just piqued my interest. And then I started reading her books. She doesn't have a lot of books, so I don't need to worry about having a ton of books if I I try to be completionist. But basically, it's just a thing I can go to the bookstore and look for if I, if they have, you know, first editions or rare books. She, she and I found a few interesting things. And I just like having them on the. I just like having them on my shelf and. I probably have four or five books. To me, the the fun of collecting is in the looking for mm-hmm. versus the finding, keeping, and dusting aspect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which actually, I do have one other collection. It's also very quirky, which is branded coffee mugs from Goodwill stores or thrift stores in general. I have. A certain form factor of coffee mug that I like, and it's very basic, but it's that kind of white, squared off, large handle, often used, you know, for logo purposes. Mm -hmm. And people drop those off at thrift stores all the time. They cost 50 cents. I actually use them. My favorite one, I have two favorites. One is uh, from Reno Air, which is a airline that is now part of Alaska Airlines. But it, it's just a really cute mug. It's well done. It says the best little airline in the country, which mm-hmm. is the Reno uh, City logo or, or slogan, best little city in, in, the, in the United States. And it, um, I just like it. I took Reno Air back in the day. Uh, I have a few memorable flights. And so... Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's the Reno mug, and there's also I have one from a coffee shop in Farmington, New Mexico. It's mm-hmm. called Anne's um, Anne's Coffee Shop, home of the Working Man's Breakfast. 
I don't know anything about this coffee shop. I've never been in New Mexico. The mug is so old, it doesn't even have an area code on it for, you know, they put their phone number. Mm -hmm. But one day I will get to Farmington, New Mexico. And if Anne's is still around, I'm definitely going there. So the theme of my collecting is something that doesn't compel me to get everyone um, something that gives me something fun to do in a bookstore or in mm -hmm. a thrift shop. And yeah, so that's me collecting. Gotcha. And for the longest time, I didn't really collect anything um, just because I also have plenty of clutter without trying. Um, and it's only, what, about a year now that I started collecting something. Um, and the last couple of days over the weekend, I was doing some work organizing my collection. But um, so listeners probably know that I'm a big fan of Disney. I enjoy going <laughs> to Disneyland also. And um, one thing that's been fascinating to me is the park across from Disneyland, Disney California Adventure. When it opened in 2001, it was kind of lackluster. Um and over the years, they've been gradually making improvements to it. Um, and so it's been really interesting to me to watch that park evolve. Um, and so I am a big fan of the history of the parks, not just going to the parks. And uh, it struck me that you can see those changes in the park historically best by kind of looking at old guide maps those maps that you know they hand out for free at the uh, at the entrance of the parks um so i started collecting them and mm -hmm. um it's been really enjoyable um for me it kind of is a semi perfect thing to collect like some people will collect like disney pins or disney figurines but you can never win Right, you can't complete your collection because every year they're going to come out with like a couple hundred more, and there's no way that you can get them. Um, you know, you can't get all of them. Um, whereas this is like a finite number. There's only mm -hmm. so many that come out a year, mm -hmm. which is great. So I can win the collection. I could have one of each potentially, um, but also like they're free. <laughs> <laughs> which is nice to collect something that's free because yeah. they're, they're that makes them a lot less expensive than things that cost money. Um, and the other thing is that they're not very big, right? So like within, I don't know, what, a few cubic feet, I can fit like a collection that spans decades of, of park maps. Um, so that's been enjoyable um and i've been able to kind of go back and like pinpoint when things change in the parks and um that's it's been uh it's been kind of a fun year but it also means now like i tend to seem to be planning my visits to disneyland around when the maps are probably going to change um so are you able to know when that's going to happen um not exactly like you never know for certain okay. but for instance they announce you know oh we're going to start our halloween time starts 
on this day and ends on October 31st. And then the holiday time season starts on this date. So you're pretty much guaranteed that there'll be a new set of maps on that first day. Mm-hmm. So if you can plan your trip to be on like the day before plus that day, then you kind of can get the previous set of maps and the new set of maps um, and enjoy a couple days in the park. Yeah. Is this is this collecting or is this rationalizing more trips to Disneyland? <laughs> no, I never have to rationalize trips to Disneyland. No, that's true. Um, no, it just helps to... It helps me to pick when I might go. Yeah. And then if I can't make it, people put them up on eBay and they're, you know, since they're very recent maps, you can get them for like a couple bucks. Um, So I don't get a trip to Disneyland, but I do get to fulfill my collection. Even if I stop going to Disneyland completely, I could probably fill out the year like for under, what, $40? (laughs) <laughs> um, so that like, even if I have to pay for the maps, it's a, it's a relatively, a relatively inexpensive collection to keep. Yeah. I think that is an important consideration when it comes to collecting, at least for me and apparently for you, which is unlike our friend Stephen Hackett, who collected and continues to collect vintage Apple products. Mm. Like he has all the IMAX, which was amazing. Like all of them? Yeah, I think so. Does, um. <laughs> I'll have to ask if he needs a uh, a graphite IMAX DV special edition. Ooh. I have that one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should you should let him know. I believe at some point he donated the collection, at least part of his collection, but he continues to collect. And I don't follow it too closely because I know that it's a slippery slope for me to go from, oh, that's interesting, to being like, huh, I could collect something like that. (laughs) I do have a few iPhones, defunct iPhones around that I can't bear to part with. I have them too, but I don't consider them a collection somehow. I just consider them a bunch of stuff sitting in my drawer. They well, they they are clutter, <laughs> apparently so. Well, then I should regret the ones that I did get rid of. Then, see, nah. I don't want to regret that. Um, so for me, the importance of starting this collection was in terms of thinking of how much it's is it going to cost me to have this collection? How much room is it going to take up? And then the last thing was how much time is this going to take up? Um. And one thing I have found myself doing is, right, I only need like a couple maps for my collection to be complete. But when I go down to Disneyland, of course, I come back with a couple of stacks of them, which takes up a lot more room, needs a little more organization. So I just spent the last two days getting a bigger container. And so we have feature creep creeping into my collection. (laughs) Um Which was bumming me out for a while, right? Because I actually had all these stacks of unfiled stuff just laying around. Um, And finally, I just said enough is enough. And now they're all 
neatly organized and I feel much better about it. And not only are they neatly organized, but I know kind of I have the idea in my head of how the future ones will be neatly organized and about how many, how big a stack I should bring back for a given trip so that I don't have. So I don't feel like, oh, I didn't get enough or boy, I got way too many of these. Um, and so, yeah, it's been kind of this learning process. And um, the thing that caused me to do it is um, I wanted to research how things had changed at Disney California Adventure specifically. And then I, uh, I'll i put a link to it uh, for the site. I did an infographic. It's kind of a timeline of how all of the the lands kind of morphed and changed over the last, what, over 15 years. Um, and none of the original lands from opening day are there anymore with the exact mm-hmm. same name and the exact same stuff. So it's been kind of fun, at least. It kind of this collection is sort of a proxy for my fascination with um, how they have managed to kind of transform a park that had maybe a couple of good things and was mainly done on the cheap to something that is one of my favorite theme parks now. Wow. I didn't even know it was there. I mean, obviously, I've been to Disneyland once, and I was overwhelmed just going. So I didn't ask too many questions of my friends, David and Daisy Sparks, who took me there. Um, I just let them, as the experts, plan my itinerary. But wow, there's a whole thing that I don't know that's your favorite theme park. So I guess I'm going to have to go back. Well, one of my favorite theme parks. Mm -hmm. The original Disneyland probably is my favorite. But um, no, they've done, I think, a really nice job with uh, Disney California Adventure. Um, Yeah, we should go. I'm I'm ready to go. It's just a short flight to get down there for sure. It's true. Uh, Yeah, you know, there's things that I get tempted to collect. For example, as you know, I am a huge fan of the BBC America science fiction series Orphan Black Mm -hmm. and such a fan that I have spent a good hundred plus hours producing a podcast about this show. Um, and I, one of the things that I find are cute and I think, oh, I might want one of those is, you know, those Funko pop figures. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think, oh, that's cute. And, you know, there is a, a real collectible theme in Orphan Black because it is a collection of women who uh, are weirdly related. I'm not going to spoil anything here, but you would like to have one of each of the women plus their, you know, their their buddies and allies and also the villains are of available course. as well. So I could totally see myself wanting about 10 of them. But then I say, where will those go? Mm-hmm. What will happen when they get dusty, as they inevitably will? And then what will happen when I don't want them anymore? Or I decide to get rid of, rid of them. Um, I think those those figurines are cute, but I'm old enough now to have seen many, you know, fads in collectible items, and I know that things that are cute one day seem kind of 
tired and boring someday in the future. <laughs> so, so I've been able to avoid that. But I would like to have something orphan black um, to collect, uh, but I don't know what. It, it would have to fit in with the the guidelines I laid out before for the books by Gene Stafford or the offbeat logo coffee cups, something that isn't too expensive, doesn't need to be completed, doesn't take up room or need to be cleaned, really. I don't think it exists. So uh, this is it. I can feel it. It's like um, I would become an obsessive collector if I let myself go down that path. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also um, – yeah, those Funko Pops. I know a couple of people who collect those as well. And um, I do hang out with a lot of Disney fans. So there's uh, there's Disney Funko Pops. There's, there's all sorts of different things you can collect. Um, at least I think with uh, – in, in your case, with Orphan Black, it's probably the case that there's a certain set of them that exist and it will probably not become a bigger set over time. Right. So to me, finite collections are much better than infinite unwinnable collections. Cause I'm a completionist. Um, like even one that grows a little bit every year, like mine, I know, you know, they're not going to have 7,000 new maps. <laughs> um, how about do you collect anything that's digital say like some people I know collect quotes um, of course I have an ebook collection but I don't really call it a collection I call it things I've bought on ebook that now I don't know how to get rid of or at least hide from myself I like the idea of digital collections because they don't take up physical space right mm-hmm. um, I don't know that there is when I think about it, is there anything that I collect? I don't think I have a digital collection. Um, mm-hmm. The app that I wrote, Walt, um, where you can track the Disney and Pixar films that you have watched, is in a sense a digital collection of you know checked off experiences that you've had or films mm-hmm. that you've seen. Um, but it's... I think the thing, my biggest collection, I don't even consider myself to have a music collection anymore. Right. Um, I bought the Beatles box set on iTunes, yes. and at the time it gave you the cover art for all the albums, but now it's just a box set, so mm. you, d- you don't get all the album art, which is disappointing, or at least yeah. last time I looked. I don't know. iTunes don't... confounds me. Uh, yeah. I actually bought the physical box set when it came out and it was like, you know, somewhat discounted on Amazon. For that reason, I wanted to have, even though they weren't the albums, I wanted to have the individual CDs Mm -hmm. with their printed sleeves so I could look at them. And then I ripped them all into my digital music collection and I still have the the set though, and I like that. I, I I did think about buying it on Apple. I remember when that came out, and something in me was like, I just I don't want to just mush a bunch of more of digital 
ones and zeros into my music collection and call it the Beatles. I want to have something that is discreetly, here are the Beatles. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't even consider that a collection anymore. Maybe I used to. Um, yeah, books are not really, it's just books that I've bought. It's not that I have. And I think part of it is that there's not a particularly good way to, like, display a collection Mm. digitally Mm -hmm. like you know we're very it's uh we're very geared towards finding the thing you want at that moment and then playing it or reading it or what have you but as opposed to having a a bookshelf i guess the new books ui kind of pretends that everything is a book now Mm. um reverting back to pre-iOS 7 kind of looks. Um, But, yeah, I'd say the main thing that I collect are my own photos. That's my biggest digital collection. Mm -hmm. And instead of collecting things, I do tend to try to collect photos of either places I've been, people I've, you know, spent some time with. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's fun to collect a certain kind of photo, too. If you say, I want a picture of every, um, say, every bridge, you know, that I see when I'm on vacation or every, um, something like that, or picture with every person that I hang out with at WWDC. <laughs> oh, I, and, I, I, that reminds me, I actually then do have a collection of photos that's, particular um i take a picture of the the room number of every hotel room that i'm in and then the view from the window and then also the carpet outside the door of my room because hotel carpets are the wildest that's designs um and i started doing this because on a, a forum for the Disney Vacation Club, people were posting a room number and the view of different uh, Disney Vacation Club rooms so that you might request a particular room to get a particular view. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I did that on a trip or two to Disneyland, but then I just started doing it everywhere. Um, and it's actually kind of a fun collection because since, you know, it's all geotagged and you have the date. You kind of remember these like little trips that you made, or if I'm at a conference or if I'm wherever. Um, it's kind of a nice little reminder of a trip that you took, and it's always very consistent. And then you know you've been at the same hotel. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that carpet. <laughs> it's true. That's a good point. Um <sighs> One year, I mean, this is ages ago, um, when I was studying in Germany, my parents came over for a, um, you know, for a vacation, and my mother made it her her hobby to take photos of all the dogs we saw. You know, like she saw one cute dog, and she took a picture, and then the next thing she knows, she's taking pictures of every dog we run into, which 
it's pretty funny considering she'd never been to Europe before. <laughs> and but she liked the dogs, and we we started joking about it that it was the dogs of Europe collection, and she enjoyed good. it. Yeah, and and we enjoyed it. But uh, of course, all those photos are somewhere on paper that I would have to find them to find those dogs of Europe who are, of course, long gone, as is my mother. But it was fun when it while it lasted. <laughs> and I'm sure those photos are somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's another episode uh, which I wouldn't mind putting on our docket of uh, dealing with somebody else's clutter. Because yes. that's, that's on my uh, horizon. My father is thinking about selling our family home, which we moved into in 1963. So, And, yeah, my father passed away about a year ago, and he has a – his house has his lifetime plus my sister and my lifetime worth of clutter in it as well. Mm. Um, anyway, we that would be a great one for another – another episode. Um, but for now, what I'd like to ask our listeners, if you do collect things, how do you keep your collection from becoming clutter? Um, or any tips, tricks, or anything at all you might want to share? We would love to hear from you. Um, do you have anything else, Jean? No, I'm good for today. Awesome. Well, in that case, I think it's time to wrap up this episode so we can both get back to getting things done. Uh, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog, we're at The Weekly Review. And on Twitter, at Weekly Review FM. Uh, you can also email at us. Email at us. You can also <laughs> <laughs> just email at us angrily. Um, or friendly. Friendly. <laughs> yeah, the show is over. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, yes, at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. Or you could correct our grammar and usage um, since we seem to be making up new words now. Um, also, it would be great if you could rate or review the podcast. It helps new listeners find us, helps us find new listeners, and we always love to hear from you. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit of organizational fun. There's a lot of things.